Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Everything USC podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in LA and so much more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm your host, Nara Wang, and for episode 50, I'm thrilled to have as a returning guest to the show, the first-year head coach for the USC women's basketball team, Lindsey Gottlieb. Coach Gottlieb, it's great to have you back on the Everything USC podcast. Thanks for having me. I um, appreciate being back on. It's always nice to talk with you. And if you enjoy listening to the show, you can subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, or go directly to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Podcasts. To catch up with me, I'm on Twitter. Find and follow me at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Lindsay, let the people know how they can reach out to you or the team on social media. Sure. My handle is at Coach Lindsay G, both on Twitter and Instagram. And our team is at USCWBB. So good way to kind of get some behind the scenes stuff and see what's going on, the personalities of the players, all that good stuff. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. When we first spoke back at the end of May, Lindsay Gottlieb was just a couple of weeks into her new job as the head coach for USC women's basketball and still getting to know her new team and surroundings. But she had a clear vision for where she wanted to take the women of Troy going forward in the quest to restore the Trojans to the elite level of NCAA women's basketball. She wanted a squad that would play hard, be connected, play with a dynamic pace on offense, and lock people up defensively. Eight games into the season, the women of Troy are 5-3, and three, including wins over a couple of power conference teams away from home, beating Virginia in Charlottesville, a team coached by USC legend Tina Thompson, and Seton Hall at the Cancun Challenge. Coach Gottlieb, from May until now, how would you rate the progress of the team in terms of reaching the goals you've set for this season? That's a good question. You know, I think that progress isn't always linear, right? So you're catching us after a bad loss. Uh, And so I'll try to temper, you know, my feelings, but it's always part of a, you know, a growth curve in college athletics in terms of connectedness, coachability, willingness to buy into what we're doing. I'm super excited about all that. I really, you know, we've had a group that I think welcomed 
me and the staff in. They welcomed the change in terms of how we were going to prepare and how we were going to coach them. And they haven't wavered from that. And one of the things we talked about prior to the game starting is, you know, we can't pick and choose what days we're bought in. It can't just only be after wins, right? And so I've been really pleased with how they've responded when things haven't gone our way or a tough loss or, you know, and so I do think by those measures, we're right where we want to be. Would I prefer to be eight? No, of course. Would I prefer to be seven and one? Of course. But I think that one of the things we've talked about is we should be one of the teams in the NCAA that continues to improve at a higher rate than other teams because we have more growth to do because everything's new for everybody. So I do think that trajectory is still on the upward swing and it's going to be a process, but I'm focused on this team right here and getting the most out of this team. And then also the overall growth of what it's going to look like in the next year, two years, three years, five years. So all those things I think are going in the direction that we want them to. Yeah, obviously you've been brought in not just for the short term, but for the long term for this program. And you've kind of alluded to it there with your answer. With the players getting a new coaching staff in, you're bringing in new ideas, new philosophies. What would you say they've taken to the most so far and what might still need a little more growth? I think they've taken most to the process, right? I'm pretty meticulous with film. I try to have the messaging be really clear. Like, look, I can watch a game film three or four times and have, you know, a million thoughts about it, but that doesn't help anyone because players don't want a million thoughts. They want a couple clear directives, right? And so I think I've been really impressed with their ability to take a message and then try to carry that out. I think that we have a team that has the ability when we're at our best to be kind of multifaceted, right? We have players who can score in the paint. We have outside shooters. We have, you know, an ability to execute in half court or to play up tempo. So at our best, I think we share the ball. We're understanding that it's kind of a a group effort there, but there's a ways to go in terms of our execution, in terms of, I think our level of like toughness and competition. I think everyone wants to win. I think what I'm trying to teach them is what it takes to, you know, do something over and over and over again so that it becomes just part of your DNA and who you are. I think we're learning just defensively how to take away other people's strengths and not let what we're trying to do get kind of flummoxed by someone else's game plan. So all of those basketball technicalities are a work in progress, but in terms of the mentality and the attitude, I've been super impressed with where our players are at. Is there anything that you've had to adjust to that wasn't something that you were planning for here in your first season? I mean, you always get, so, I mean, Alyssa Peely, who's our most accomplished player, has not been healthy, right? And she's missed, I think, three or four games, but that's the nature of it, right? You always have to adjust to that. Allison Mura has been out a little bit. Desi missed a game. Like, we've been banged up a little bit, but that's no different, you know, than what all teams deal with. But in terms of these first eight games, I think, you know, it'd be nice if we would have everyone healthy. I think that'll help us in the long run. But the other thing is, I'd say the nature of this team and our depth is that when players have been out, the expectation has been next person up. You know, we still expect to win the game. We have standards in the program that, you know, are not reliant on any one or two people suiting up. Other things I would say in terms of just feelings generally, I think I've been more impressed than I would have imagined just sort of like by the university and the type of just national respect you get and what the brand means. Obviously that was highlighted in this past week by football, right? And the ability to get a coach like Lincoln Riley and the, you know, the way that that has resonated nationally and that trickles to all sports, right? So I think I've felt like the power of the USC brand. So that's been something that, you know, you don't really understand until you're here, but also I think my job here is to reset the standards of women's basketball and what, you know, what we're trying to be as far as a program goes. And that's day in and day out with what we're doing 
you know, on the Galen Center floor, but also what we're doing just structurally to establish ourselves as one of the elite programs in the country. What would you say has been the biggest challenge so far in your tenure as the coach for the women of Troy? I think, you know, when things haven't been done for a while, people don't necessarily expect them to be that way. Right. So I think I'm all in on the process, but I want, you know, the however many, you know, thousands and thousands of fans that go to football to really, you know, show up for women's basketball and say, okay, you know, what's going on in Galen? And that takes time, right? Like we have to make sure that we're a product that's worth people talking about and worth people, you know, showing up for. I think that when you're trying to just really define who you are every day within that locker room, like I said, the players are completely bought in, but it takes a little time to really, you know, teach them what winning basketball looks like and feels like all the time. And they're, like I said, they're completely willing and bought in, but you don't snap your fingers and all of a sudden, like win tough games when shots aren't falling, right? That's a learned behavior. And I'm excited because we've got, you know, a relatively young team and we have some veterans in the lineup too. But like I said, everyone's new to me. So I think if that curve continues to go in the right direction, we'll be better in February, you know, than we are in December. And not every team can say that, right? Some teams are who they're going to be right now. And so we're trying to focus in on that, that we've got a chance here to continue to grow both, you know, on a holistic narrative of where USC women's basketball is going to go, but also this team every single day in the locker room. And so far, what have you enjoyed the most about being the head coach at USC? Oh man, so many things, right? It's people ask me, like, I'm in this unique situation where I was doing something else for two years that I really loved and they're, they're just different, right? So this ability to really strategize, really impact the way practice goes every day or the way games go or what the strategy is, the day-to-day kind of there's so much coaching in college basketball from the game plan to the mentality to having individual conversations with players like there's just you know there are 30 something games and a gazillion practices in the NBA right there's a million games and less practice time so a lot of it is you put in your principles and you get the guys going but you're not necessarily facing a 3-2 zone one day and a sagging man another day and pressure the other day like we have to just be ready to pivot and move and handle everything. And so the actual day-to-day coaching, you know, I just love. I think the the working with student athletes again and kind of having the whole, it's like being the CEO of a small company, right? You know, what do we do to improve marketing? What do we do to improve our academic support services? Like all these things that I can kind of have my hands on every day. That's really rewarding. And just like I, I mentioned, kind of being able to wear the three letters across my chest, USC, and represent such a just such an amazing kind of sports and academic place, right? A a university that really wants to be great in both. And that's very inspiring to me being around these other coaches who are aiming towards the same things. Are you used to being the head coach of USC yet? Like at the end of games, I remember after the first (laughs) game, you know, you had to go over there and the players are telling you, yep, we go over to the band and, you know, you're giving the fight on, you're singing and everything like that. Are you getting yourself ingrained into all of the USC culture? I'm trying, you know, it's, it's exciting. Like, but I definitely still feel like the new kid. There are things that, you know, I just haven't done for 10 years or 15 years, right? Like there's something really exciting about year one, you know, kind of going through it with our freshmen, having to ask, you know, Desi and Jordan Sanders and Alyssa, like our veteran kids. So what do we do now? Or, you know, what is, what does this tradition mean? Like, so I'm getting used to it, but I wouldn't say I'm, I'm yet the veteran, but it's kind of a fun, it's sort of a fun place to be. 
And have you heard from some of the folks you worked with in the NBA, whether it's front office coaches, players about how you're doing at SC? Oh, totally. You know, I talk to those guys all the time. First of all, the Cavs are just crushing it, right? It's really, really fun to yep. see sort of what the vision was, like kind of take shape. I mean, Evan Mobley is just, he's had such an impact on that organization. So that connection's cool. And, you know, talk to his dad nearly every day, either about, you know, Isaiah's amazing night the night before or what Evan's doing in the pros. Like it's kind of a cool connection there. But yeah, I talk to my guys on the coaching staff, you know, I, I communicate with players. They're definitely you know, following along and just more so they check in on life things, you know, to see, see how the family's doing and all that. So for sure, keep it all those connections. This is the Everything USC podcast. I'm Nara Wang. My guest for episode 50 is the head coach for USC women's basketball, Lindsay Gottlieb. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Or go right to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Podcast. To connect with me, go on Twitter, at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Lindsay, let the people know how they can connect with you and the team. I am Coach Lindsay G, or at Coach Lindsay G, for Twitter and Instagram. And then the team is at USCWBB. So hopefully you can connect with both of those handles there and and get some cool insight onto what we're up to. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in bluish pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. As mentioned, USC is 5-3 through the first eight games of the season so far, coming off of a tough loss against the University of San Francisco. But looking ahead here, we've got some really good players going forward with Jordan Sanders leading the team so far, just under 13 points a game. Had a big game against her former school, UC Irvine, just a couple games ago. And I think what may be surprising to some people, but the development of sophomore Jordan Jenkins, who is second on the team with 11.5 points per game and and 6.5 rebounds per. And also freshman Rhea Marshall out of Linwood High School, already averaging double figures in points and leading the team with about 7 rebounds a game. And then the grad transfer, Tara Reed coming from VCU, the Kiwi from Auckland, New Zealand, with eight points a game and leading the team with 25 assists so far on the season. How do you think this team has gelled so far with a few new pieces and then the few returning people that you had coming back from the previous squad? I think the chemistry is really a strong point. I think we've gelled really well. I think it's a team that understands. We have a number of different pieces and our strength is going to be that 
versatility in terms of the ways that we can, you know, hopefully impact the game, right? Like, you know, you can't only try and take away our inside games. We have some kids who can knock down shots or you can't only try and pressure our guards because, you know, we've got some bigs who can handle or score around the rim. Where I think we can get better is knowing exactly what we're going to get from people all the time, right? So sometimes that versatility and having a number of different weapons can be a great thing and ultimately is a really good thing, but we're also still trying to find, Hey, how do I know what I'm going to get from you every single night? Right. And and it might be someone else's night in terms of here, where the shots are going to come from, but in terms of the way that we impact winning, there's some certain things have to be there all the time. And again, those are the things that we're teaching and we're learning and they've been receptive to that and show it on film. But I really like that, you know, you can name a number of different players there and, and they all bring different things. And ultimately that should be our biggest strength, right? Is that you can't, you can't just try to shut down one person and, you know, we'll have other people capable of stepping up. Right. And in theory, as Alyssa Peely gets healthier and plays more, that should be a benefit to the team as well. And when you look at the squad so far, you're averaging about 68 points a game, holding teams to a little over 60 a game and shooting 35% from three and 40% overall from the field out-rebounding teams, out-assisting teams, but you are committing more turnovers than your opponents so far. What do you think is the main thing you've got to work on to improve this team going forward for the rest of the season? I would say the first thing is just a, like an overall toughness. And I know that just sounds like, I don't know, vague, but you know, I think that this is something we've talked about. Like You can still be a finesse player or have a finesse offensive skill set but there's a toughness factor needed just to get to your spots, right? To not not let anyone else kind of push you off your line, right? And then defensively, just to be able to kind of get stops or take people out of their rhythm in a way. So that overall toughness factor that I just think is really more, you know, like the stuff that impacts winning. That'd be the first thing. The second thing from an offensive standpoint, you know, you mentioned we're shooting 35% from three. I'd like to generate more threes. I'd like to generate more baskets in transition. You know, it's something that we practice and we, we emphasize, but I want to see that translate a little bit more in terms of imposing our will on the game in terms of how we want to play. It doesn't mean we can't, you know, run a set and get the look that we want, but I think that the more we can create some easy ones in transition, whether that's, you know, open layups or paint points, but also open threes, that'll benefit us. And just, you know, continuing to be able to, in women's basketball, if you can shut down what the other team's option A is, usually option B and C probably can't beat you. And so I, I want to continue to, you know, just have that toughness about us where we know what we're trying to take away and we're able to get that done. But some of those stats you mentioned are really positive. We were almost the worst team in college basketball and rebounding last year. So we've talked a lot about that. I think that, you know, we've done a pretty good job on the boards and certain things, but we need to take care of the ball a little bit more and I think generate a little bit more production and easy baskets because we have shot makers and people who can knock down shots and make plays. So we're recording this show in the midst of a 10-day break between games for the USC women's program. Coming off of that game against USF, the next one will be on December 15th against Cal State Northridge, which will then be followed up by a visit from Texas Southern, a team coached by another USC legend, Cynthia Cooper-Dyke, and also where former guard Alexis Aaron transferred to from USC. And you got one more game after that at Long Beach against Long Beach State before starting up the Pac-12 schedule with A big one over in Westwood against those UCLA Bruins. So what are you looking forward to with these upcoming games to finish out the non-conference and then starting up the Pac-12 schedule? 
So I think, you know, the mission is clear, obviously, for these, you know, these final three non-conference games, starting with Northridge, because you only win one at a time. But, you know, we have to define really who we want to be night in and night out. And coming off that USF game, I'm really looking forward to, to just our players sort of learning that lesson, right? That you can never just show up, that everything you get, you know, in this game of college basketball is earned. And so making sure that we, you know, are able to withstand whatever anyone else throws at us and kind of impose our will on the game, right? So I think Northridge, Texas Southern, you know, Long Beach, I think is undefeated at this point. You know, three really good challenges for that, two of them at home. And then that sets us up to be playing a certain type of way that allows us to compete in our conference. At the end of the day, in the Pac-12 regular season, you often are what your record says you are because it's such a gauntlet. And so, you know, we have to get our level, you know, from our intensity and execution to a certain place where, you know, when that post-Christmas kind of schedule starts and it's three games in five days, I think, or three games in six days because we, you know, threw the UCLA game in there kind of early. I know that's what UCLA and USC have done in the past, kind of splitting up that rival week. We go at UCLA and then home to the Arizona schools really off the bat. So it's a great challenge for us to make sure that we're ready. And I'm excited, you know, that I think we will be. And in some ways it's, I mean, trust me when I say the San Francisco loss is killing me and not having, you know, a game in 10 days is brutal. But I think that the silver lining could be if it helps us get emotionally and physically to a point that we weren't at before that could serve us well for the rest of non-conference and for the start of conference. Coaches are always the last game, right? Whatever happened the last game, that's what you (laughs) dwell on. That's how coaches are. You know what? I try not to do that and be... You know, I was talking with one of my friends in men's basketball the other day. Uh, it was actually, you know, someone I'd worked with in the NBA and now he's in college and, you know, they won a big game on the road, right? We were laughing that it was an overtime win. He's like, if we lose that game, everything's horrible, you know, but because we won that game, we're good at A, B, and C, right? And I try not to to be like that, right? It's over the course of time. And that said, though, you know, every game really matters and I want our players to kind of you know, in the context of the bigger picture, obviously, to really have that urgency. So yeah, this 10 days is, is tough. I'm sitting in a car as we record this about to go recruiting. But you know, my mind is on our current team and, and making sure that I'm doing the best for them to prepare them and that they're learning the lessons because we have an opportunity this year. It's I don't want people to say, oh, you're going to get this going in the next couple of years. Like, heck no. Like, I, it's the time is now. You know, this is the team that I'm invested in at this moment. I just want this team to be as good as we can possibly be right now. And sometimes as coaches, it's frustrating when it doesn't happen immediately, but we're getting there. And, and there's a lot of really good things, I think, that we can point to as well. And we talked about how tough the Pac-12 is. You've got the defending champion in Stanford, the defending runner-up in Arizona, UCLA, Oregon schools. They've been great. Washington State's coming on. What do you think is a realistic expectation for where the women of Troy fall in the Pac-12 this season? I mean, I'm going to leave that to other people. People predicted us ninth. Right. So that's what people think are realistic. I'm not, we're not going to be satisfied with that. Right. So to me, the realistic expectation is that we're going to compete every single night and we're going to, you know, we're going to put our team on the floor with the intention of winning every single game. Right. And we won't back down to anybody. We won't concede anything to anybody. And, you know, like I said, uh, you know, you go through 18 conference games and you are what your record says you are at that point. So we'll see. Right. But my hope is that, you know, we're competing to be in the top half of this conference and then ultimately competing for championships of this conference. Otherwise, what are we doing? You know, that's why I came here. I think that's what our goals are. And, you know, I believe that USC is the best you know school in this league, potentially, of where we want to get to. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to compete every single night and see where that leaves us. Last thing about the schedule. Are you a little disappointed that you're not making the trip to the Bay Area to go up to your <laughs> old haunts? 
I don't, you know, I disappointed wouldn't be the word. I think it's going to feel a little strange when I do do that is kind of delayed for a year, which is odd. But, you know, I think when that time comes that I'll feel whatever those emotions are that are coming. And so I guess it'll just be delayed for a year. And finally here, before I let you go, Coach Gottlieb, what would be your message to the USC fans out there for this season and going forward? Just that it's going to take all of us to change, you know, the narrative and the direction of USC women's basketball. We certainly have our part to do as coaches and players on the court. And we work at that every day. But if, I think if we really, really have this shared goal of returning USC women's basketball to glory, it's going to take all of us and people showing up, you know, to watch it happen. And it's going to be, I think, a pretty magical journey. So I hope that people, you know, get in on the front end and come out and see what we've got going on and then stick with us for the duration. Awesome. Great talking to you again, Lindsay. Thank you for having me and let's talk again soon. For sure. So for my guest, USC women's basketball head coach, Lindsay Gottlieb, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 50 of the Everything USC podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and much, much more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And as I end every show, please remember to fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.